This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode of Spilled Milk is brought to you by Kensington Publishing. From Sonali Dev, acclaimed author of The Bollywood Affair, comes one of this fall's must-read novels, The Bollywood Bride. When Bollywood's favorite ice princess finds herself caught up in a scandal in Mumbai, she decides to hide out at her cousin's wedding in Chicago. But running into the love of her life against the backdrop of a big, colorful Indian wedding churns up a storm of emotions that can't be suppressed. The Bollywood Bride is a warm and witty story that explores explores the Indian-American experience and traditions, including the aromatic cuisines of Indian culture. The Bollywood Bride is now available everywhere books are sold and at kensingtonbooks.com. Visit spicemadam.com for info on the recipes featured in Sonali's books. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about something that we came up with on the fly a few episodes ago, microwaves. You know, I feel like this is something that, that people who profess to love food love to hate on. Yes. And and I, I, I'm excited to see what you and I have to say about the microwave. Yeah, I am today. too. I feel like I, I'm kind of in the middle on this. You know, I'm neither I'm neither like a microwave fanatic. Are there microwave fanatics? Probably. Maybe. Um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, nor nor am I a microwave hater. Mine is, mine is sitting just over yonder. Yeah, yeah. My, mine is sitting over on the other side of town, but it, it, it's, it, it exists. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't see why you have to keep it over on the other side of town. <laughs> anyway, should we start out with, a, with a, little, a little literary reading? Yeah, let's have, let's have a little literary reading, as we so often do um, <laughs> on, uh, on our culture hour. Would you tell us what we're going to be reading from? So this is from uh, Jeffrey Steingarten's book, uh, The Man Who Ate Everything. And he says in the book that this is the first food piece that he ever wrote. He's the longtime uh, food columnist for Vogue magazine and a great writer. And he uh, is talking about the, the column is called Fish Without Fire, and it's about his adventures in uh, trying to cook fish in the microwave. <clears throat> For the past two months, I've eaten nothing but microwaved fish. My adventures in bistro cooking are on the back burner. The plump, crisply roasted chickens, the garlic sausage and potatoes browned in goose fat, the sauerkraut braised for hours with pork, apples, onions, and juniper berries. Gone is the week I spent with 20 pounds of Idaho russets and five quarts of heavy cream trying to recapture the gratiné potatoes we ate last summer in Avignon. Perfect potatoes will have to wait. 
It all began some months ago when the most stylish woman I know informed me that my cooking habits were hopelessly out of date. We, she announced, speaking as always for a fashionable world that the rest of us can imitate but never enter, have been doing oceans and oceans of microwaved fish. It's light, it's quick, it's easy, and it's, she searched for the perfect word, it's fish. It's fish. That is amazing. So, um, ever Ringing since reading that, like many, many years ago, uh, Lori and I often uh, will say to each other, you know, it's light, it's quick, it's easy, it's fish. <laughs> <laughs> not not like just apropos of nothing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, let's talk do you remember okay that's uh, do, a, let's do that on the show for once do you remember your first microwave do i remember my first microwave i do the amster family first microwave um i don't remember exactly when it was i feel like i was maybe in like fifth or sixth grade um so like 86 ish yeah I, mine was probably around the same time uh it was a real yard sale special so it was so it a, was used. It was used, and it was like a hood-mounted one that goes over the stove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember vividly, like that. Uh, you know, that that kind of thing looks very like industrial and unfinished when it's sitting uninstalled. And like, you know, my dad brought it home and put it on the table, and it had this uh, this like sawed-off power cord coming out of it that looked just like like we were all going to get electrocuted just for being in the same room with it. Was it was it really big and heavy? It was really big and heavy. Yes, and it, I'm pretty sure it had like a you know a manual dial. It didn't have any like digital features. Yeah, I remember getting our first microwave, and I remember it came with some like cookware that you were supposed to use inside. Oh it. yeah, like this heavy duty like white plastic yep. bowl with a lid, and and the most amazing part is that. Recently, so my mother moved here to Seattle about, uh, well, now when this airs, it'll be about two months ago. Okay. But anyway, when I was helping her- And for two months, she's been doing nothing but (laughs) but microwaving fish. No, uh, (laughs) her house smells great. (laughs) It's light. Um, It's quick. It's it's fish. Anyway, when I was helping her to pack up her, her previous home in Oklahoma- I found that she still has those two white plastic bowls with the matching lids. And I was like, Mom, do you want to get rid of these? And she's like, no, I love them. I use them all the time. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, we had a microwave. It, too, was very manual. Uh, I remember it was freestanding. It sat on top of a, uh, like, a cupboard. It sat sat on the box uh, place on top of a cupboard. (laughs) I remember my first microwave of my own oh yeah which i had in college i had uh, my my bed was lofted as we used to say back in the day and um i had like a little mini dorm fridge underneath it with a microwave that sat on top of the dorm fridge and my dad had bought me this microwave at a garage sale the model was called the half pint oh i think i may have it was. I don't was, know if I had a half pint, but I certainly remember it. It was quite petite yes. uh, for, for the standards of the day. It weighed a ton. Sure. So I called it the half ton. <laughs> and anyway, um, I hauled it around with me for a while. I, I took it to all of my various dorm rooms and apartments in college. And, and then I think I gave it to my cousin. Good that, riddance, half ton, half pint. So long, half pint. Our, so our uh, garage sale microwave, in order to install it, we had to call on my parents' friend, Mark, who is a fix-it guy. 
Oh, Did a you, fix it you guy. have someone in your life as a kid who was a fix it guy? My dad was kind of a fix it okay, guy. Oh my see. god, he once did this amazing thing where he had this like this like soft sided canvas briefcase. Uh huh. And it uh, it kept sort of like <laughs> it was full of hundred dollar bills. <laughs> it was full of hundred dollar bills. No, when he would carry really heavy things in it, it would sort of bend and then bend the papers in it. Sure. So he screwed um, a really thick wooden ruler underneath the like the. The, f- wow. the flap that folded over of this soft-sided briefcase to keep it hanging straight. Wow. So so my dad was kind of a fix-it guy. Yeah. So you could like say to him, how's it hanging? And he would say, well, let me show you. It's hanging straight. Yes. Now that I put a ruler in it. Okay. That's, that's what you want to hear. Yep. You had a fix-it guy. Yeah. So yeah, my dad wasn't not a fix-it guy, but he, you know- that when there was a, something he couldn't fix or install, we would call on Mark. Like one time, he helped me like modify my guitar. Like he was the, the kind of guy, like, like you know, the the idea that you would come to him with a fix it type of problem and he wouldn't know what to do is unthinkable. And so he came over and installed this microwave, and it worked. You know, it was it was there for years and years. So what did you guys do with it? Did you you know? So I remember when microwaves first came out, the idea was that you would cook in them. Right, and that never happened much. I remember making, uh, so our microwave came with a little recipe book. And I sure. think I mentioned this in the carrot episode. There was a carrot coins recipe that you were supposed to use the little white plastic bowls for. Sure. And it was like carrots and butter and salt. And you were supposed to microwave it for a certain amount of time. And I did that. And I really felt like I was cooking. Was it Was it good? It was fine. I mean, they were cooked carrots. It was got butter and salt. Yeah, it was right? delicious. Okay. Um, yeah, I was I was really excited that now we would be able to do microwave popcorn at home and that we would get to try these new, like, microwave entrees that had been yeah. popping up in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that got disappointing pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, did you ever bake russet potatoes in the microwave? Hmm. I know that was a thing that people talked about. I don't think I really liked baked potatoes at the time. So if, if anyone tried it in my house, I was kind of not really cognizant of it. Okay. I was also just kind of out of it for most of the 80s <laughs> because, because of crack. Yeah. Um, what about like Tony's microwave pizza? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And microwave like the, pizza was like a revelation to oh, me as I'm, a child. I'm so glad you said that because I, I sort of forgot about it, but there was like like the individual size kind yes. that was a little thick, like, you know, the size of, what am I what am I making the size of with my hands yeah, here? You're making the size of The size of, of like an individual a, microwave pizza. Exactly. <laughs> and you would put it on a little uh, tray that, that uh, was like, uh, had like a shiny metallic yes. lining. And the one I remember, you would like flip up the corners so it would allegedly yes. crisp the crust. I remember And keep the that. thing in place. Totally. And, and you would microwave it. And it was not very good, but it was very uh, unusual for the time. You know, it, it, can anything get crispy in the microwave? Is that like against the laws of microwave physics? Well, I think if you can actually... I've never had anything that got like very crispy in the microwave, but like when you put a hot pocket in the little sleeve, it certainly comes out crispier than if you didn't put it in the little sleeve. You know, when you put the hot pocket in the little sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nice and crispy. <laughs> um it, well it seems so a microwave works, right, by like like making the particles of food move really, really, really fast. Really fast. Really fast. Like way faster than you can make them move by just like shaking the food in your hand. <laughs> I tried cooking a hot pocket that way. It was very disappointing. <laughs> Not at all crispy. Well, it was crispy because it was frozen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it makes sense to me that, you know, things aren't going to sort of get that like dry caramelized crisp no. that you would get in the oven. And uh, Jeffrey Steingarten talks about that a lot in the article, that, that that was the thing that was missing for him in his microwave adventures. The- 
crispy skinned fish. Yes. Um, another thing I remember doing is um, microwaving like a uh, scrambled egg, um, like like beating some egg in like a Pyrex dish and then microwaving that and it sort of puffs up a little bit. Not bad. Not not as good as like an egg cooked in butter in a pan, but not bad. Ah. It's very quick. So so let's talk about microwaves today. Uh, yeah, so I don't cook in my microwave. Uh, no, the things I use mine for are melting butter, melting chocolate, and reheating leftovers, and sometimes heating up like Trader Joe's frozen Indian food. I use my microwave multiple times a day yeah. to reheat things, and and the truth is I would miss it if I didn't have oh, one. Oh, for sure. I am always awed by people who don't have microwaves and just sort of reheat everything in the oven. Like, somehow I, th- I feel that they are morally superior. I do. It's It's kind of like people who don't have a TV, right? I'm one of those people. And so are you, Matthew. Well, but we watch TV on like other <laughs> oh, we stuff. Watch we watch TV too. We have I think no... even people who don't have TVs watch TV. Well, right. I think like TV sort of turned a corner where like for a while it was like cool to say like, you know, I don't watch TV. Like that stuff's a bunch of garbage. And then, you know, like Breaking Bad and Sopranos and stuff happened. And and like uh, you could see like, you know, TV had a lot of cultural rele- relevance. And then that like being Mad like, Men. Being like the I don't watch TV person was no longer cool. Well, so I'm totally cool with saying I don't have a TV and I watch TV. Okay. Uh, and I also have a microwave and I use my microwave. I think you just like being enigmatic. Oh, I am a mystery. Mm-hmm. I'm so mysterious. Like every woman. Yes. The scent of me. Tell me about it. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so um, I use my microwave to uh, warm up milk for my kid. The scent of me. <laughs> It's funny. Sorry. <laughs> I use it to warm up soup, uh, warm up like, you know, leftovers for myself and my kid. I I just feel like I just don't want to have to do that stuff in the oven. No, it's so good. Or on the stovetop. Like, I, I do sometimes warm up soup on the stovetop because I have this little pan that we've talked about before yes. that I really like. But I, I, you know, well, I mean, soup, soup is sort of is sort of an edge case in that, like, it, re- it reheats very well in the microwave, but it's also very easy to reheat it on the stove. Yeah. It's like stuff, especially that, if you're doing multiple portions, right? Stuff, but stuff that like isn't liquid, um, you know, that is moist yeah. but but doesn't like flow. Totally. That's the stuff. That's where the microwave really owns its keep. Oins, it's key. Why did I say that? <laughs> well, it's also if you just want to take the edge off of something, <laughs> like, like yourself like, at the end of like a long day, like you're really jittery and, and you just like open the microwave and then hit start and just see what happens. No, but I mean, like, uh, so sometimes I'll make a lentil salad dressed with like a vinaigrette mm-hmm. or something. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. and if I want to eat it not fridge cold, but I don't need it to be warm either, well, I can microwave it for like 10 seconds, give it a little stir, and it's kind of room temperature again. Now, I love that about the microwave. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I know that, like, a microwave is going to fry my ovaries. I mean, well, I was one just going to ask you about that. For one thing, I'm done using my ovaries. Uh-huh. Oh, can I have uh, them? <laughs> however, here's my feeling. I just don't stand in front of it or next to it when I'm using it. I, I put stuff in there and I walk away. I like to, I like to watch. <laughs> I, I like to get my do. face right up in there and just like see what's popping. I know you do. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Do, so when when you were a kid and you had the microwave, did you get any like warnings, like microwave safety oh, of warnings? Of course, of course. Um, and uh, my my mother in law still won't use microwaves. They have one, mm-hmm. but she, she <laughs> they she, have it, but she won't use it. Yeah, she won't use it. No, no, no. Wow. She won't use it, and she scorns it. She still thinks that I think. Well, her thing is she thinks it it leaches nutrients out of food, which is the exact opposite of what it does. Is there is there someone else in the house that uses it? Yes, my and father-in-law. Does she like run? Like if he's gonna 
do they have an understanding about like who's going to be in the room when, when the microwave <laughs> no, gets used? No, they don't. Okay. Uh, anyway, but I should also add, yeah, where did this idea come from that that microwaves take nutrients out of food? Because if anything, if you're like going to boil a green bean, you're leaving a bunch of nutrients behind in the water. Oh, sure. If you care about such things. If you microwave a green bean, which I really wouldn't, it's not doing anything to the nutrient content. It stays the same. This is pure speculation on my part, but I think it's just like anything, anything involving like invisible magic stuff uh, scares the shit out of people. That's true. Like, uh, you know, if, if you can't see what's going on, but clearly something is changing, it's uh, it's a mysterious process that could be doing terrible things. Yeah. And uh, as you know, in the, in the public imagination. And, uh, you know, it also, it kind of makes a great story. So how do you feel about, about microwave safety, Matthew? How, let me, let me put on my <laughs> microwave, uh, hard hat and tell you, um, I don't know. I think, I think probably as, as far as things in your life go, it's probably not in the top 27 for dangerous. You know, I just feel like sometimes when we get all hung up on like, you know, what, what's going to take 10 minutes off your life mm-hmm. versus what's going to take like a year off your life. I just feel like, you know, we're all going to die at some oh, point. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to put that out there and let it sink in. Yeah, let's get deep into that on the show, on this comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lori was telling me that uh, then when she was uh, um, a kid, um, like she went to her best friend's house and uh, her best friend's dad uh, like warned warned the girls like you know you you want to have kids someday don't you don't stand in front of this microwave which seems oh like I a, was definitely told things like that um, yeah I I don't think there's any truth to that whatsoever but again it makes a great story yeah well we'll see you know I mean again we we aren't endorsing or un de- endorsing denorsing no denorsing uh huh and I should I should be clear I'm not planning to use my ovaries either. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra is really incredibly comfortable. All right, so the last couple of times we told you about Third Love, we talked a lot about my wife and her bra. Mm-hmm. And she said maybe we could talk about someone else's bra for now, a change. Now I've got one, too. It came in the mail. It I want to hear every detail. It is incredibly soft. It fits me beautifully, uh, despite the fact that, you know, I, I didn't go to any uh, any local, um, you know... Boutique? Boutique, where there was a, an, you know, an old lady bra-fitting person. I just used the really cool um, feature on Third Love's app to measure myself. Awesome. And then I got a bra in the mail. It's black. It's this 24-7 t-shirt bra. It has really beautiful, like, pleated straps and... Ooh. and, 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 and and the cups are made out of memory foam, so sure. when you rest your head on them, <laughs> I'm definitely not thinking about that right this second. <laughs> it just really cups your ear. <laughs> All right, that that honestly sounds great. So you know, the other nice thing is that it's it has no tag; it's tagless. Uh, it's got a foam padded hook and eye, super comfy, and they've got this really cool free trial offer, Matthew. Okay, I can tell you about this. I haven't I haven't tried it on, but I can definitely tell you about the free trial offer. You're going to go to thirdlove.com/slash/spilledmilk. You will pay just one dollar for shipping. You can wear the Third Love twenty four seven t shirt bra for thirty days. Uh, you can wash it. You can do do whatever you usually do with a bra. And if you don't like it at the end of the 30 days, send it back and they will charge you nothing. And if you like it, keep it and they'll charge you your credit card. And, you know, if you don't know your size or your ideal size, you can use that online, you know, fit specialist mm-hmm. on their app. That's really cool. So go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started. 
So, uh, what do you do with my? What do you do with you? What? <laughs> what do you? What do I do with my ovaries? You wrote on the agenda toasting nuts in the microwave. So I was going to try this and I forgot. So I read on Serious Eats, which uh, I consider a very reliable source for truthful information about food, that uh, toasting nuts in the microwave is the way to go. We'll we'll link to this. Really? I, I feel confident that probably it's good advice because it comes from friend of the show, J. Kenji Lopez Alt. And he says you toss the nuts with just a tiny bit of vegetable oil and you put them in the microwave for the amount of time that he prescribes, which I don't remember, and that it's much, much quicker and just as good as toasting them in the oven. Really? Yes. Gosh, this is fascinating. Sometimes I learn things from this show. Yes, I am looking forward to trying this soon. And if it's a disaster, then I'll like get on Facebook and say, no, like it exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My ovaries are toast. So what are things that we should not microwave? Oh, that's a good that's a good question. I feel like anything involving cheese. I kind of agree, except that if you just kind of you, you know Frico, like cheese wafers. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You can kind of make that in the microwave. It's not as good as when you make it in the oven, but it's really, really fast. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's really easy like to like overcook it and turn it into like, you know, a, a smoking hole in the bottom of your microwave, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like no microwave quesadillas. I'm not on board with that. I know it's a popular thing. We talked a bit about microwave nachos. You know, I would eat them. Right. So the, the microwave nachos we made were not terrible. No, not at means. all. They just didn't get the same like crispy caramelized right. thing. Um, you know what I often use my microwave for? What? Uh, you know, when you take ice cream out of the freezer oh, and it's yes. like really hard, if you microwave it for like 10 seconds, it softens it just enough to be perfectly scoopable. See, I love microwaves for like getting things to just the right temperature, not necessarily getting them hot, but just the right temperature. Indeed. The, the, what I was going to say I feel before, like I'm about to head down like a Dan Pashman <laughs> line of talk. Uh-huh. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Dan is really big into like, you know, the right way to eat things. That's Dan Pashman, host of The Sporkful. Our, our sister slash uh, nemesis, nemesis yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the, that's the thing about the microwave. Like, when I imagine what it would feel like to get rid of my r- microwave, it's not that it does everything. It's just, like, the few things that it does well, there's no substitute for me. Mm-hmm. Now, the, I got no problem with that. The thing that I think is, like, the quintessential thing that should never go in the microwave um, is... Metal. <laughs> Yes, although that's there are there are like exceptions to that. Really? Um, yes. What? If you the, can't ever put metal in a microwave. It has to be the right shape. Like there are, um, you know, and and manufacturers have like experimented with using using metal like in in the uh, the dish that you microwave the thing in. It, it metal isn't automatically a bad bad. What thing shape in the does it have to be? It has to be like not pointy. So, like, if you stick a fork in the microwave, it'll go crazy and spark everywhere and probably ruin your microwave. Is like a metal bowl or something? Is it well, like that the atoms circulate in a certain way instead of, like... Well, it's that they, it's that they uh, you know, kind of block it, and if it's a certain shape, like, act as an antenna, and, like, I don't know, I'm talking, like, way above my pay grade here. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm not telling our listeners to go put metal in their microwave. Don't put metal in your microwave. this is what I'm telling our listeners not to put in their microwave for real sure, is uh, anything involving bread or, like, pizza. Yes. Oh, my God. It just turns it into, like, a sponge. Yeah, like, literally a sponge. Like, like a in wet the sense sponge. Of, right. Not just that it's got, like, that, that gummy texture, but, like, you know, it's both, like, tough and it's too soft and too hard at the same time. And, like, wet. Yes, because it's, like, you, like 
get bite a certain part of the way through and then you get stuck. Yeah, so if so wait, let's talk about how to reheat pizza then. Oh, please. If, if you've got leftover pizza and you're not going to put it in your microwave, what you should do is reheat it in a skillet. Absolutely. On your stovetop and and what I hear from regular customers of Delancey who reheat pizza all the time is that they reheat it cheese side down. I do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite. I, I, I don't even remember who told me this this idea. But yeah, you start it, cheese cheese topping side down. And then when that's browned a little bit, you flip it and finish it. So on the, smart. It's so great. I love it. I love it. So okay. don't use a microwave for that. Don't microwave a bagel. Hey, before we end this show, um, we have to talk about um, a a phenomenon in, in cookbook publishing that is uh, like making, so glad you making things in mugs in your microwave. Yes. So I, I did not realize this was a thing until this morning when when you texted, texted when, me. When, Abby texted us, right? Yeah, Abby texted us. And then we had a big, long uh, text conversation that really annoyed her. Yeah. Let's let's spend a lot of time telling the listeners about some texts that we sent. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, be... guys. We didn't include you on this text <laughs> right. conversation. So, uh, so there's this phenomenon of things microwaved in mugs. And it, it's more widespread than I ever could have imagined because uh, we're like, hey, that's funny. There's a book about like microwaving things in mugs. No, wait a minute. There's 17 books about this. It's really, really amazing. I mean, you can you can find a book that's like low fat gluten free meals in mugs in your microwave. Yeah, I think there's one there was one that was like all low fat muffins in a mug. Uh, uh, you tried a chocolate cake in a mug. I did. So this this I think may have been like the precursor to the everything in a mug phenomenon. I tried it. It was okay. I kind of overcooked it a little bit, but the idea is you make you make kind of a thin cake batter, uh, put it in a mug, microwave it for for a, a couple of minutes, and you've got one of those molten chocolate cakes. Hmm. It was all right. It wasn't it wasn't good enough that I wanted to make it again, like for the episode. Okay, um, fair enough. It, I don't know. I mean, I think the thing with a microwave is like. You're never going to get like that crispy edge or that there is something about the dry heat of the oven to me that does something e- even where you don't notice it. Right. I think, you know, the the temptation, I, I guess, whenever there's a new thing is like, you know, let's see, let's figure out if we can do everything with this new device. But like, you know, there, there's no like every make everything in your ice cream maker cookbook. And I think the microwave should be considered kind of in the same category, like. Yes, it's kind of a lot of uh, countertop real estate to devote to a thing that's really good at reheating leftovers and melting butter, but that's life. Yeah, that's life. I mean, hey, you don't expect your TV to, like, <laughs> yes, dress you. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Well, but you can watch shows about how to dress. Well, and in my microwave, I can use the reflective surface of the door to see how my outfit looks. That's so a-, a microwave is a multi-purpose gadget. You're absolutely right. Okay, microwave <laughs> manufacturers, get in touch. We've got some new, new marketing ideas. Amana, yeah. wait, is that a microwave maker? Why did I just think of Amana? I don't know. It's fun to say. Um, one more thing before we go. Uh, do you have like a kind of an atavistic response to the uh, ding of the microwave? I assume your microwave like can dings. You, can you define atavistic? <laughs> I don't know, like 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 a, a, a strong instinctive response. I wouldn't say strong, but it, I, I I have been conditioned. <laughs> Do you have an animalistic response to the ding of the microwave? I cannot control myself uh-huh. when I hear it. I am just salivating, panting, Do ripping my clothes out? off. You hulk out. I rip my clothes off uh-huh. and I turn green. <laughs> you would not believe how big my thighs get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to I'm going to go set the microwave for 5 seconds and run. <laughs> 
episode has been brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra may be the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. It's made out of super soft memory foam that molds to your shape and truly gives you the perfect fit. They stand behind their product so much that they're willing to let our listeners try this bra for free for 30 days. If you love it, keep it and they'll charge your card. If you don't love it, send it back and they'll charge you nothing. Start your free trial now at thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where, oh, we'll post a link to some um, microwave mug books probably, right? <laughs> My mouth just made a funny noise. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's what mouths are for. You know, microwaves are for reheating or for mouths taking for the chill off ice noises. cream. Mouths are for funny noises and other stuff. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. I want to hear about your, you listener, I don't know how to make that possessive now. <laughs> I, I want to hear about your first microwave. Like, did you have like some kind of uh, crazy jury rigged eighties, seventies, even microwave? Did you have a fix it guy? Oh, we, we want it. We want the phone number of your fix it guy. I, I, I've got a, something I need fixed right here. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking there are some odd jobs that I need some help with at Delancey and Brandon's pretty busy. Uh huh. So I, I, if you're a fix-it guy... This is really sounding like the beginning of a penthouse forum letter. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. It's light. It's quick. It's easy. It's a podcast. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. Something about ovaries. Something about... Tony's microwave pizza. Fish. Go back to the fish thing. Uh-huh. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.